my dogs by nature family i hope this transmission finds you well my name is thelonia 7 and you're listening to the opposition's position on dogs by nature this sunday at one o'clock the cleveland browns take on the miami dolphins at ohio edison stadium to help us get ready for this contest we've welcomed kelton and zach from the psychic dolphins podcast Kelton, Zach, what's up, guys? Hey, everyone. I'm Kelton. And I'm Zach. And we're parts of the Psychic Dolphin Garage podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at Dolphin Garage. But, more importantly, we're also sports fans. So we have another show called Psychic Dolphin Locker Room, where we talk about big uh, storylines and news. Our handle on Twitter is at Dolphin Locker. Guys, thank you for taking the time to do this. I wish I could have got to this sooner, but like you said, man, life happens. Speaking of life happening, Thursday night, we saw one of the most bizarre endings in recent memory. Many of our fans have been inundated with discussions on this event. What did this look like to you from your neutral perspective in Miami? Honestly, I think that Rudolph kind of deserved it. I mean... He's a trash fire, mediocre quarterback who thankfully has the wide receivers this year who are either injured or just can't catch. So no one's going to blame him for this lost season, but they really need to put in Devlin Hodges, you know, go full duck dynasty with this if they want to win games. Uh, I, I honestly thought that a three game suspension for Garrett would be reasonable, maybe a one game suspension for Rudolph. And uh, Pouncey really got screwed over. Just give that dude like a 25K fine and just call it even. What, what they actually did with Garrett and demonized him and the idea of wanting to talk about pressing legitimate charges is honestly ridiculous. But that that's my opinion. Zach? Uh, as you know, a as a fantasy owner of Juju, I'm definitely the neutral perspective that is needed for this discussion, <laughs> and uh, and I gotta say that uh, that Garrett was being really cocky, and he probably deserved uh, you know the fight, but watching the NFL protect rookie quarterbacks that are, I mean, th- you're not gonna be a Hall of Famer, so why are they why are they putting so much energy into making this storyline like? way worse for Garrett I'm not really I'm not really with it yeah didn't sell me on it that story was absolutely horrible for this fan base and this is a fan base that's had to deal with a lot including the guy who's the subject of this next question at the beginning of the season you were probably the odds on favorite to take home the Hugh Jackson cup of utility and finish a perfect 0-16 Somehow you avoided that fate, and you've added a second win against a Colts squad that was trying to make the postseason. Are you surprised to have gotten those wins? Would you say this team has failed at tanking? (laughs) Well, it would make sense that the only franchise to go undefeated and win a Super Bowl should also go the total opposite direction and go only defeated. Um, but honestly, I'm very surprised that we won either of those games. I mean, thank God that we lost to the Bills because we are so excited to have the Bengals draft Burrow number one so that we can swoop in and get Chase Young to help our defensive line. 
Uh, I would definitely say that the team has failed at tanking, but why tank when you can go get an amazing coach this year? And then maybe Tua as well if he falls in the draft, or maybe Trevor Lawrence next year before the Fitzmagic runs out. I mean, I think we did the right thing trying to win some games, keeping things competitive, and uh, I mean, just going with the flow. Brian Flo. Brian Flores. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> who uh, who knew that the Bengals would be better than us at something? And honestly, having bits and pieces of a team that work well enough to get wins is better for the overall morale of the fans and the uh, and the team. Brian Flores you know, has if, somehow Frankenstein's two wins like a mad scientist. <laughs> yeah, fortunately for Dolphins fans, it looks like Brian Florence wants no part of the HJCF. Well, speaking of Brian Flores, let's talk a bit more about him. How rough has a start been, and what signs have you seen that he's the right guy for this franchise in the long term? Okay, I want to stop with all the doubting of Brian Flores. He has won twice with what people think is one of the worst rosters ever created. I mean, that takes gumption. That shows that he's a true leader of men. And it doesn't really hurt when you have Jim Caldwell in the room either. But what they need to do is stop with all this Flores talk and fire Chris Greer and hire like the Colts assistant general manager at Dodds. I know that we just beat the Colts. Uh, well, I mean, two weeks ago, but whatever. We should be able to beat any team that's on their third string quarterback, is missing their wide receiver the whole game, and their running starting running back gets hurt. I mean, Flores, he, he's legit, you know? I think that he's done his time uh, building teams around star players, around star quarterbacks, around star tight ends. Uh, and I think that that's a bad way to build teams Broncos and I think that uh, that he's ready to try something new especially um, having watched having watched sports teams that I grew up loving rebuild themselves entirely and create a better uh, a better pathway or not a better pathway I guess a better uh, um, they have a better ecosystem to bring in talent and to be able to play around players like Fitzgerald and predicting when people are going to have good weeks and being able to give them time off when they're not going to have good weeks. I, I, I just want to say for the record, my co-host said Fitzgerald instead of I, Fitzpatrick. I, I, it's, I don't know it's why okay. Fitzgerald is it's stuck. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I lost in fantasy because of him, too. It's all right. <laughs> Let the pain We've out. We've all we been burned. <laughs> Bro, I had to rest Aaron Rodgers. There was nobody else to put in the... Well, anyways, speaking of fantasy, guys, Devontae Parker seems like he turned a corner. Have you always believed? How good of a wide receiver is he? With all the impending turnover, do you see him as a part of the long-term plans? I don't believe it for a second. 
don't get me wrong, I have him on my fantasy teams and he's putting up numbers, but he's only doing that because we don't really have a legitimate tight end. <laughs> Gets sucky. And uh, Preston Williams is done for the season. So when you're the, the main target share guy, you're going to have a good fantasy stat line, but that's not indicative of being a good player. I mean, it's just funneling to one guy and then trying to uh, hope for the best. Yeah, he's great if you're managing a million-dollar investment that is your NFL team to maximize your fantasy scoring so you can win your... Uh, how much money do rich people bet on fantasy Four dollars. Four whole... Yeah, you got to win that $16 pot. Um, <laughs> he's... Yeah, it's he's the one you draft because he gets he gets you know he, he gets receptions, but I don't I don't think that he's a star that we're going to that 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 we want to build around. Oh God, can you imagine trying to build around Devontae Parker? Just ah ah ah. Just throw me the ball. Uh, you know I feel like I feel like maybe. <laughs> Maybe there are some other options out there. <laughs> I think it's time we start seeing other people. <laughs> well, why not? You have an ungodly number of draft selections in 2020. Well, what does your wish list look like? It looks like whatever we feel like, okay? We got three first-rounders, two second-rounders, and maybe two third-rounders if we get that compensation pick for losing Jawan James. I'm, I'm not quite sure still even how compensatory picks work, but listen, the world is our oyster. Okay, I want us to pick up Chase Young with our first pick and offensive lineman with our second pick. Get Tua at the end of the first round. I don't know. I, I it, It's gritty, but we absolutely can be. Then let's just stock up on defense and wide receiver after that. You know, let, let's uh, fill out the roster. We have also a bunch of money to burn, so let's spend some cash in free agency, getting some veterans. Uh, I know that uh, Zach and I have been talking about what free agents we would like, but I mean, you know, I think that maybe like Dante Fowler, Jack Conklin, Emmanuel Sanders, Trey Waynes, uh, Lamborghini. Well, I mean, there's there's a whole lot on my wish list, but you know, yeah. as long as we can get Haha Clinton Dix and uh, Whitney Merciless, why not? <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, is A.J. Green going to be worth anything after this season? Is is Larry, Fitz, Larry Fitzgerald finally going to be too old? The dreaded fits-to-fits connection. Mm, mm, it just fits. You can picture Booger McFarland just being like, Ah, oh, man, it's he's giving them fits out there. <laughs> Kill God. me. Kill me. God. I, I honestly, I think defense is still win games and if we only spend you know if we only spend uh, a little bit of our resources getting key players that can be stars on our team and focusing a lot more on stocking up on 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 defensive players i i think that will benefit us long long in the long run it's almost like we're stuck in a hellhole of a division with a uh, amazing set of minds against us. And so the idea of maybe wanting to put some uh, investment into uh, players that can pressure a quarterback, hmm, that might that might seem appealing to us for some particular reason. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, y'all yeah, can Speaking tell of me. players that can pressure a quarterback, you know, I feel like that we're going against the rivals for the people that would be pressuring quarterbacks. Okay, we're here with Kelvin and Zach from the Psychic Dolphin Garage Podcast. 
before we wrap things up on this episode of the opposition's position, what do you see happening in this upcoming game? I think the score is going to be 2017 uh, with the Browns carrying the W. Y'all are just straight up scary. I mean, like, I, I see what y'all do to quarterbacks. <laughs> I, I, I like uh, Fitzpatrick too much. <laughs> you, you can't do that. He has kids, man. <laughs> but I think the, the biggest storyline is going to be what the running game is going to look like moving forward this season uh, and next since we shipped Drake off and Walton got cut because of domestic violence and uh, we're just going to ignore that, you know. Um, uh, it just... Uh, it, it sucks for the team, but it, it sucks even more for uh, Walton's partner. And, you know, it's it just... Uh, I think it's going to cast a, a pretty long shadow over this because, I mean, what else are you going to talk about other than the off-field drama when you're... The Dolphins... Yeah, I'm on board with Cleveland as well. I think their their uh, playoffs run now is just to keep sacrificing defensive and to take <laughs> out all the rest of the quarterbacks that they go against. Oh, oh those poor Lamar Jackson fantasy owners. Uh. <laughs> that was Kelton and Zach from at Dolphin Garage. You've been listening to the opposition's position on Dogs by Nature Radio. I'm your host, Thelonious7. Take care.